Hello, Acapella Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm your host, Brian Alexander, and it is so great to be speaking with you all tonight. We've been on this wonderful stream of amazing and incredible guests and just learning about their artistry, their approach to music, and, and some of our recent guests we've been speaking with, they've gone the virtual route. That's been a growing trend in the acapella community, virtual acapella groups, and it's really just taking the community by storm. I love it. It's something that I think more groups need to explore, and I think it offers so many incredible benefits, and we're going to continue that conversation with another group of individuals who are part and members of a virtual acapella group. Joining us all the way from Virginia, we have the two founders of Novum, a nine-person post-collegiate acapella group. I'm speaking with Evan Belcher and Jason Neesmith. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You know, I can't complain. You know, there's life's good. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Want to say hello to everybody as well. This is Jason speaking. Thank you so much for having us, Brian. And thank you all for listening. Oh, of course. Of course. We're so glad to be speaking with you all. I kind of stumbled across you all's website. It was really interesting that, to be completely honest. I don't remember exactly how I stumbled across it, but I was like, okay, there's this arranging services and then there's this separate acapella group. And I'm like, well, man, these guys are doing it all. Man, just talk about multifaceted here. This is great. So just to kind of get things going, I want to learn a little bit about you two. So for starters, can you tell our listeners about yourself and, you know, your past experience in acapella music before Novum? Sure. I'm Evan. I did acapella at George Mason University. Both of us did. And we were in a group called Mason Some Noise, which when I joined my freshman year was a fairly new group. And we sort of grew and eventually went to our first ICCA. We've actually gone to three now and gotten our award. And, and whatnot. So that's just sort of where we both came from. And I was the president and music director of that group. And Jason was assistant, assistant music director, as well as star soloist some, at times. LOL. <laughs> jealous. 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 <laughs> so we competed in this past SCA season, and we were thinking after our season ended, and of course, everyone's season ended. Right. But even before COVID hit, we'd been thinking maybe we should put like a small group together of local students to compete in the open. Then when COVID hit, we're like, okay, well, that plan's a bust. There's no open. But then when we heard about the virtual open for 2021, we decided to throw something together. Awesome. Wow. And so just for clarification, are you two still members of Mason Some Noise or you have you transitioned from the group? We have transitioned out of the group. Yeah. So I graduated okay. in fall 2019. We haven't graduated, okay. what, May 2020? Yeah. So we were transitioning out just at the end of last year as soon as everything hit all the chaos oh man right before it got chaotic for real yeah <laughs> so that's interesting so before we dive into nova i'm curious since you all are were members of uh, some noise can you talk a little bit about your experience with that group specifically you know the structure of it was it an extremely like structured group i know you guys mentioned the icca how serious were you all about competition were there a lot of people were there any members who were more on the you know the hobbyist side of acapella or was it everyone is just like die hard acapella let's do it Sure. I think, again, when, when I sort of joined the group, it was almost more of just like a come and sing club kind of deal, which, okay. I mean, n no knock on that. That, I think, is a totally valid thing to want out of a group. I think we, we just had a freshman class with myself and, and some of our other members that just 
all seemed to want a more sort of like serious and competitive group. And so we sort of just pulled it in that direction. We, we sort of added a lot of structure as we went. We ended up like, all right, what we settled into was like uh, two hour rehearsals three times a week. Okay. Yeah. And we always started our, our like ICCA prep in the summer before the competition, like picking songs and stuff. And like arranging, so yeah, we we ended up the, the group ended up taking things pretty seriously. But I mean, we still we still kept the fun, which was always the goal. So you guys are talking about like six months or five to six months of preparation for ICCA. Ooh, man, I, I know we did my former group. We did ICCA one year, and you know we might have started like two to three months before. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like hardcore for sure. Yeah. What about you, Jason? What were your experiences with the way things were kind of structured in uh, your time with Mason Some Noise? I was actually a transfer students. So I came from a okay. place okay. called Richard Bland College. And the year that I came in was the first year that MSN was doing an ICCA. So it was interesting timing. I, I definitely experienced coming in like the group was a little, we're just having fun. It's a family here. And it, it felt good. It felt nice to be there. But it was also taking like a sudden shift, not just with leadership, but just with the motivation. People wanted to like win things and like go out and do things. Like that was mm-hmm, the attitude mm-hmm. that sort of took over. So I kind of came in the group at the right time because I really like to compete. It was a nice, nice natural transition to that point of like, we're having fun as a family, but we're also here to like snatch some trophies. Right. I can understand that. It's crazy to me how much, you know, the idea of competition and acapella has kind of grown over the years. I'm not going to date myself by saying what year I graduated from my group. But at that point, ICCA, of course, was around, but it wasn't as big as I think a lot of groups are kind of involved with it today. I, I feel like similar to kind of your sentiments, Jason, you came in and you kind of knew that you wanted to do a part of the, the competition thing. I, I feel like ICCA is almost expected of many groups these days and the whole competition thing, which is really, really just interesting and fascinating to me. I'm curious because now that I've got to know a little bit about the collegiate scene, how would you all describe like acapella in or around Fairfax because uh, we've established there's made some noise but there's also some other collegiate groups around the area what type of community influence if any does it have I would say the acapella scene especially in the northern Virginia area is pretty small okay. Mason's sort of the only college there and we have four acapella groups we have Mason some noise and then two other co-ed groups and, and one all female group so that's pretty much we sort of have our own closed community not closed by choice necessarily mm-hmm. but through competing we have gotten to know a lot of groups in sort of the broader DC area groups from GW from Georgetown Mary Washington a bunch of groups like that and yeah it's I think especially like when I was president and like there were sort of other people in like my class I think we made an effort to sort of build those bridges because they just hadn't okay. even been built before and just like start inviting each other to events and things like that so i hope that that's not something that covid sort of brings us back on i hope that with right. all the new leadership, they, they keep making that effort. Yeah, that's a solid point that you bring up about bringing the community into what you guys are doing. Because for me, our group was the very first collegiate group on campus. And I don't think there was any opposition acapella, but it's like you're, what you're saying. I don't know if enough people really knew enough about it. But once we got on the scene, people were really kind of taking a liking to it. They were really inviting us to events. They were like, oh, there's this really cool thing. And it sounds like there might be a similar aspect there for kind of you all's experiences with 
with that. And so I just find that interesting. So earlier you mentioned, Evan, that as a result of COVID, which, you know, affected tons of groups, everyone had to put everything on hold. Some groups just kind of disbanded other groups, which is really interesting. We've been talking a lot about how COVID has affected groups and just really put a wrench in everyone's plans. I know that something we mentioned previously is that some groups, they still continue to meet at least virtually, hold meetings, do something to stay connected at the end of the day. And I know that you mentioned, Evan, that the idea, I guess, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the idea of Novum kind of started from this, you know, lack of opportunity, I guess, to really continue to do acapella. What were some things that you all were looking for, both you and Jason, when you were kind of starting out with this idea of Novum in terms of what, what were you looking for for this new group that you're beginning to start? Yeah, th- there were a lot of things going around, going on over the summer. So it was, so like Mason, some noise had been planning to do albums, like to like get in the studio and record at the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. And so when that fell through, we were like planning how to record maybe like virtually and or like remotely at least. And at the same time, Jason and I actually launched our own acapella business called All Ears Arranging. Nice. So it's like an arranging and masterclassing company. So at the same time that like those things were happening, Varsity Vocals put out their notice that like we're going to be doing ICCA and, and the Open virtually. And we just sort of went back to this idea of putting together the small group. It was nice because obviously we weren't, we weren't as bound by geographical boundaries anymore. And so we just put out you know, a Google form. And what we were really looking for, I think one was just like a good balance of parts. I think we we, we were going in definitely thinking like a co-ed group. And the way we arrange, there are lots of runs, a lot of sort of complicated parts in there. And so we really wanted a group of extremely strong singers who have who are okay. like, you know, agile and confident in, in their own solos and in their own voices. Yeah, and we're I, talking about like a lot of layered arrangements is what you guys are going to be tackling. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We were looking for a group that could really, really hold up to that. And I, I think we found it. So Awesome. And, and what about you, Jason? What, I guess, what were some things that, because as a member of Mason Some Noise, I guess that you kind of had an idea of this acapella experience and the way that it had worked for you. What are some things that you saw during your time at there that maybe influenced what you and Evan were looking for in terms of Novum? It was interesting because I think everybody kind of got cheated last ICCA, <laughs> a COVID hit. But I think even when I first got into Mason Some Noise, as I said, like competition was a really big thing for me. So like when we sort of got cheated out of that COVID last year, I was kind of like, oh man, like we need to go do something. We need to like get out there and like compete, do something mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. cool for us. So it was a perfect opportunity when Evan and I started like really talking about Novum and what we wanted to do with Novum. Of course, when they put out the announcement for uh, the Open was happening, I think it became more than competition for me at that point. It became like a fun challenge to sort of go about. Okay. We're all sort okay. of entering this new terrain. Nobody really knows mm-hmm. what the Open's going to look like, except for the people right. planning it. Right. So, you know, it's going to be interesting watching all the, everybody's videos, seeing how they sort of tackled these tasks and sort of how they thought creatively in this confusing time. And I think that's the thing that is now most attracting to me, like what new innovative things are going to come out of this competition? And like, how can we contribute to sort of that culture? Yeah. And you guys are coming in at such an interesting point because um, the Open, you know, I think it's in its third or fourth year. I forget what year it's in, but this is the first year that, you know, the whole virtual video aspect. And so that's got to be an interesting introduction for Novum to kind of be branching into their, your new group. And then you're also coming on board this, what is it, this established competition. But now you're in the year where they're really flipping things. And does that like worry you at all in terms of, okay, we're, we're newbies to the scene and we also got to deal with the the new complexities of everything. What are the thoughts going 
going in your mind with all of that? It can be worrying when I think about it too much. Just just because there are so many unknowns, like we just have no idea what level, like, like there's no precedent. So there's no idea to know like at what level these groups are going to be submitting. Like there's just a chance we're just like right. totally outclassed. Looking at the people in our semifinal, there's a decent chance of that because there are some some really good groups in there that we're excited there to hear from. a lot from. of good groups these days. Yeah. yeah. On the flip side, it actually probably plays to our strengths as like the nine individuals a little bit more because mm-hmm. we have arrangers, Jason and I are and we have other arrangers in the group as well. And obviously we, we sing and I'm sort of working out my production skills as well. But what we don't, okay. what we don't have is really like a choreographer and probably this group is not even maybe the best to do choreography all nine of us <laughs> hey, i've been a part of those groups yeah. you know there was no need for us to be moving on stage i get exactly. it exactly so so i get it <laughs> to compete in the year where we get to maybe avoid or at least think a little bit more creatively about some of those things and it's not we're i, I think with the direction we're even going with our video is that there's there might not even be more than one of us on the screen at the same time a lot of those things sort of go out the window and we get replaced with some other things that we can maybe be a little bit more confident and intentional about. So I have a random question. I should have asked this earlier. Where does the name Novum even come from? Where That's such an interesting name. Yeah. Okay. So we sort of threw around a bunch of names. We Our, our sort of philosophy with this group a lot of the time has just been sort of like full democracy. Okay. It's a small group, so we can afford to have involved discussion with all nine people. And so our naming process went exactly that way. And in our like audition form, it was name TBD acapella group auditions. <laughs> So that was like our first task and we threw around a bunch of names and none of them sounded quite right. And then one of our members, Kennedy said, what about Novum? And we're like, Novum, like, what is that? And it's just nine or like, so something about nine in Latin. We thought about it. It's so like, do we want to tie ourselves down to nine people? Like always, like what if we want mm-hmm. to add someone or something? But I think the name, the more we should sort of set it, it sounds nice. I was going to say, that's one of the struggles of incorporating numbers and in group names. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, well, do we lie to the people by having an extra member or what's going to yeah. happen? That's <laughs> but interesting. But at, least, at least it's a little more slick than Mason some noise. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both are good names, but yeah, I do like Novum and it has that maturity to it. I, mm-hmm. I, I can feel So talk to me a little bit about the members of the group, you know, outside of you two, you said that there are nine. Where did you start when you were first getting these people together? Um, Did you know the the singers that you wanted going into it? Did you plan on auditioning people? You know, where did all of these people come from? I think we had a vague idea of the type of people we wanted in the group and the specific people we wanted in the group, just because like we were saying earlier, the Mason Noise community is pretty tight in the acapella community is pretty tight in it at this point. And we were sort of just thinking like, okay, what are the types of vocalists that we're looking for to complement the group? But I think since it was such a unique opportunity where we could, could have anybody in the group yeah, at this yeah. point because the competition is virtual, we're like, okay, so what are some other dope vocalists that we've just seen around and like we have really want to be in the group? And it became a thing mm-hmm. where we're like, okay, let's just audition everybody. Mostly everybody on the <laughs> East Coast, but you know, we didn't, we didn't limit it to that. Any musician that has ever seen along the East <laughs> Eastern Seaboard. Come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, it became sort of that thing, uh, auditioning everybody, whoever we were just interested in hearing and and seeing how their voices sound in in a nine-person group. And yeah, it just sort of, who we got, so just sort of played out based on what fit best together. But there were a lot of really talented people who auditioned. And how did you establish that, because blend and balance are such an important thing, and then you work into the idea that every, this is about to be virtual. How did you know that a person was right for the group? You know, how did you compare? That was definitely 
trying really hard that we only had just a couple of solo videos to work off of. I guess we just, we, we figured that like if we just picked the nine best, just like strongest singers, at least the people that we felt were the nine strongest singers, you know, some of those blend issues, like we could, we could work on them. I think it was most important that we just get people who were like extremely excited by and like impressed by. And we, we had already even tagged, you know, a couple of people outside of our group. So Kennedy and Xavier, two of our members, were both in another group at Mason called Patriot Pitches. Our groups have been at various events and things together. And whenever they're performing, we're like, dang, like we want to sing with them. Can we just, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll make anything up, any excuse. We were really excited that um, they both decided to audition. And then two people that just came out of nowhere, at least for us. So one of them is Meta Cohen. She actually was in another group called Inside Voices, who's also competing. Really yeah. great group. She's in that group. And yeah. another one of our members, Ian, was also in that group. And so he sort of spread the word. And so she auditioned and she's amazing. And then also an another guy, Ben, who I think he might have gotten our audition info through Meta even. So it's just a multi-layer oh process. He was in uh, Vassar Devils and he just sent in an audition and he's amazing too. So it just- You guys of... are trying to like form this post-collegiate super group by stealing people from like <laughs> everywhere. That's what I'm picking up. I'm just like, you just went around just plucking like, like the all-star selection here. What's going on? That was the goal. This is <laughs> No, but that's that's so interesting that you're just learning about this back these backgrounds because I've checked out some of your online content and when I found some of the individual members I see that they are established musicians in their own right they have their their own kind of feel their own identity so that's gonna be that's gotta be kind of cool just you know working with people who kind of know what their sound is I guess and just kind of bringing them into this whole thing so that's really interesting since I just kind of brought up the whole idea of online content one of the interesting aspects of Novum is that there is little on online information about the group which can like offer a look into an artist's identity i find it interesting because it's almost as if you're all working with like this clean slate when it comes to building your own identity so what would you like novum's identity and brand to be from like an artistic standpoint that's a great question for me the thing that i've been most set on is just i mean our name is novum obviously we're focusing on individuality within the group there's nine members how do we pull every aspect, sort of every uniqueness about those nine people and then sort of put it into everything that we do. That's sort of what I'm sold on right now. Just really focusing on, you know, what you were saying. You can click on the people on our page and then our group, go to their personal pages and see that they are their own established musician. Like they do their own thing. Everybody has their own background and how can we sort of incorporate that background and make a piece that just feels massive and just inclusive of nine individual stories. I think that's what I'm most sold on, but I think every member in Nova might have a different idea of what we're trying to do, which is cool. Yeah, that's no, great. that's great. Do you, you want to add anything to that, Evan, before? Not really. I mean, I think Jason hit a lot of the points, but I, I think you also said when you were talking about our name just sort of sounds a little bit more grown up. There, there's also sort of like a polished look that we're sort of going for. Yeah, I feel that sophistication from the name. I imagine, you know, like not suits or anything, but you know, <laughs> well-dressed and put together. And that that also kind of lends itself to the sound a little bit. So yeah, I, like I said, I feel like you guys have chosen a great name. It, it's working already. It's working on me. So <laughs> it's great. But that's cool. So on that note, let's take a quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere, listeners. We've been speaking with Evan and Jason from Novum based out of Virginia. They're members of a nine-person post Acapella group, and we're going to continue the conversation right after this break. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to wait, is that right? The listeners? 
It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And welcome back to Tacapella. Awesome. That's right. We've been speaking with Evan Belcher and Jason Neesmith from Novum, a virtual acapella group based out of Virginia, Fairfax area. For The show has been great just really learning about their past experiences in acapella as well as the formation of Novum, which is a really cool post-collegiate group as we're learning about. They've brought together, you know, these individuals who, as we kind of discussed earlier, has their own established musical identities. And now they're on the scene getting ready to compete in the Open, which is really cool because this year's Open is going to be a virtual experience, unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I think that's a kind of a great place to kind of come back to and discuss about the Open. And so much of what we were talking about earlier is this idea of competition and acapella. And now we get this kind of transition where you don't even have to be in the collegiate scene anymore. If you want to do competition acapella, there's something for post-collegiate groups. There's something for semi-pro groups. I think we need to mention that, you know, congrats, first of all, because it's an honor that you guys have been accepted into. That's really cool because not everyone gets to go to this competition. But for you all, what's the prep been like in terms of getting ready for this with a virtual group? Because as something we've discussed, the acapella experience, it lends itself so well to being there in person. But virtually, it's a challenge for lots of groups. A lot of groups we've been discussing with and chatting with have been like, oh man, this whole virtual thing has just been an eye-opening endeavor. So for you all, what's it been like prepping for the Open? The virtual nature really gets you, especially there was sort of a moment of, oh wow, this could be fairly easy when they announced that it was going to be a four minute video versus like the 12 minute steps we've been prepping it's like oh just throw something together your, your ability to throw something together like what i've learned is that it's so reliant on being able to get people in a room and like throw ideas mm-hmm. around we can't even like to get in a room and just like chest out like a harmony for something we just have to send <laughs> stuff back and forth you know who i blame i blame pitch perfect because they made the world believe that riff-offs and people harmonizing on the spot just happens regularly it, it doesn't <laughs> it takes it takes a lot of skill and talent and prep for all of that yeah we've we've done uh riff-offs in our group and they they are not oh, really? they're not cute oh okay. they're fun I'm but sorry. they're not cute <laughs> <laughs> well you're trying you know i don't think i've been with all of like a handful like less than five people that i I feel like I could actually do that with in my entire life. So no worries there. But yeah, the, so the prep, how often are you all meeting? What's the discussions been like on the videos and the song selection and things like that? Mm. It's been pretty, in, in the beginnings, after we got the announcement and when we started gotten the planning process, it was a lot more of us and a lot more voices in on in the room, basically, because mm-hmm. we just had everybody had the time. Everybody's sort of doing their own thing within our group. So it's become more of a thing where if you have an idea, just kind of throw it out. And we're just kind of going along with day by day, taking it moment by moment. But that's been pretty effective for us, I think. I, I mean, I think the most awkward. Op- authentic set is unfolding just because we're sort of tackling it bit by bit. We're reaching a time constraint soon because, you know, everything's due. But yeah, that's kind of just how we've been doing things. Just bit by bit, day by day, idea by idea, really. Okay. And man, so nine people, like even if you were talking about, you know, like a barbershop group with four people, that's a lot of ideas to kind of kind of wrangle in and just kind of get everyone on the same page. Nine people trying to decide on a competition set or, you know, four minute video as the competition dictates. That's got to be tough. And I 
know that you can't give me all of the details about the open in terms of what we can expect from you all, but can you talk to me at least a little bit about, because there are so many different members in your group, they each have to have a different taste, a different style in music. Was there a certain direction you were heading when you were looking at songs or deciding this is it, this is what we should present to the world? How did that all come together? Our song selection took quite a while and it, we didn't want to rush it. So we had like everyone just throw out any, any songs that they heard that they felt could be good selections and then we would sit on the call and go through them one by one and talk through them and narrow them down. Mm-hmm. And th- that was definitely the part that I, I think, not that it was tense in any way, but like the clash of our different styles yeah. was the, the most prominent. And then I think once we once we picked our set, all of our individual styles didn't need to be taken so much into account because then, you know, our visuals and stuff are now serving the music. We're not thinking too much about, oh, what's Xavier's style here and like, does it does it match it, it just all sort of is going towards the the final product at this point so in that sense it's gotten easier as we've gone along and also just we had nine people in the room for the song selection process but like mm-hmm. not everyone in our group is an arranger the people that have been involved and sort of hands-on on, on the process have been sort of dwindling which is also can be helpful but as jason sort of alluded to it's also just been getting harder to get things done just purely because you know life is moving right yeah and we just have to find the time, you know? So as you guys were talking about this year's competition, it only allows for a four minute video. And so normally when you're looking at ICCA, you know, you got the typical 12 minute format. And a lot of times you can do the big opening, gigantic number of tons of energy. You can do the ballad and then you can end with something else or whatever the different styles that are going on. You got so many options. What's the most important thing that you feel needs to come across in a four minute video? Is it more about the emotion? emotional landscape of a song? Is it more about, let me show off a fantastic vocalist? Where do you all feel that the focus should lie when you only have four minutes to perform? I guess a couple of things that we thought about is we didn't feel like we could convincingly enough do the like very heartfelt stuff in in like a four minute set without devoting basically the entire set to it, which we didn't want to do. So I think our goal was mostly to show off not like one singer, but like the entire group. And we wanted sort of the audience to be setting their like they can all do that like that's crazy i think one thing i also thought about early on was i feel like there's sort of a sweet spot with this set format where i think the trap is like oh four minutes let's do a song i think you don't at least my my opinion going in before i've heard anything obviously is i think it's best served to try to make it feel like a set not like a 12 minute set being crammed into four minutes but i think a four minute set versus like a single one song cover you know? right exactly yeah. we still want to make it feel like sort of an experience so I, I think those are some of the things that we sort of thought about okay and, and i'm curious because before we jumped into this second half of the show we were talking off the air and it was mentioned that jason is a pretty fantastic singer and or at least that's what the focus is a little bit there whereas evan is more the ranger and the bass and things and that's fine i'm curious what are some of your musical influences or who are some of the artists that you're naturally drawn to as a performer oh my my goodness. I mean, I would say pretty much whoever I watched or listened to last, this is the answer I give to everybody. <laughs> and I promise you, it's the most authentic answer I can give. Because I think mm-hmm. anybody who gets up on the stage and just lets themselves out and just shows their heart, 
I just become like immediately hooked on that, like hooked yeah, on yeah. them, hooked on what they do. And I'll follow them and I'll look them up and I'll just be obsessed for like a, a week or so. And then I find the next person. So it's, <laughs> I would say that's my honest answer, but also, I mean, mm-hmm. growing up, the the main folks I think I would allude to are like Beyonce and oh, old oh. school stuff too, like Luther Vandross, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. has always been a big person for me. Oh, even in like Fleetwood Mac, like bands like that. Oh, I love the Beatles when I was growing up. I'm telling you, it's like a hodgepodge of <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. So it's a, it's lot, a lot of variety, variety there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's, that's awesome. awesome. What, what, what about you? Who are some of the, the, the artists, artists that you're, that you're drawn, drawn to? to? This is actually such a tough question for me because I'm actually such a weird example of someone who's obsessed with music now because as a kid, mm-hmm. I really was not. I was like a math and science kid and I didn't even really listen to music besides like places where the car music was on. Like Mariah Carey mm-hmm. was on in my car a lot. Again, Luther Vandross was in my car. John Mayer was in my in our car but like those are sort of the, the the people I've grown up with it's actually kind of funny now I'm like discovering artists that people have known about for years getting hooked on them like I'm like just now <laughs> I've been there yeah I, I like just now this past year heard Brandy and now I'm like hooked on Brandy yeah I oh. know it's crazy <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> that is. Okay. I, yeah. That's a little bit of a crime. Mm-hmm. Brandy? Man. Yeah. This is a judgment-free, judgment-free <laughs> zone. You know, you're good. Wow. Well, it sounds like there's like, even between you two, there's so much like variance there, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I'm like, it lends itself so much to the group, which makes me curious about the group. Because like I said, I only got a glimpse of some of the members that are presented online. Where does the taste with the group lie? Because I, I haven't been able to find a lot of content. I'm curious to see what comes about with Nova in the future but where would you say the taste with the group lie because you have so many different people a lot of different I'm sure different tastes in music work and there's like so much diversity there what can you tell me about the individual tastes and interests of the group as far as music goes I think the the nice thing about the acapella community is that even though people have you know their own personal taste in the music they listen to on their phones we often have sort of a common love of some of like the acapella classics you know the nor'easters pitch slap you know those groups so th- those are always e- easy to sort of latch onto as like a, a group like but then there's you know there's pop there's r&b there's folk jazz one of our members taisha is like a very serious jazz singer really yeah we just have a lot of styles going around but i think it just speaks to sort of our larger diversity which mm-hmm. one thing i've been thankful with missing some noise and now novum is that without ever really trying we've just sort of stumbled into diversity. Um, I I think part of it Mm -hmm. is the area. I think Northern Virginia lends itself to that. But even just looking at our nine members, we have a college freshman and we have multiple graduates who have other jobs. You know, we have a bunch of different races where we're pretty split on gender. You know, we have within the nine people, we have four different languages, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We have English, Spanish, Hebrew, and Hindi in our members. So I, I, I think a lot of that, we're, we're such a hodgepodge group of people, which I think is our strength, is part of our strength, because we can go in any direction from song to song. I think that's such a good point to bring up the diversity in the group and how it really a lot of it depends on location at the end of the day there's been so many groups that i've been a part of and you know you really just work with what you got and the de- demographic it lends itself only to one kind of particular demographic whereas you all with novum you're able to bring in so many people i can't remember the last time i've been in virginia if i if i've ever even been in virginia so i don't really know the makeup but it sounds like you all were able to pull together a lot of people from different walks of life do you feel that that's going to kind of show itself in the music that you uh, are planning on presenting whether it be in the open or future videos and things like that? 
Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'd say 100% for sure. That's sort of stuff that we're looking at from the get-go. Like if we're hopping to arrangement meeting, like what are the strengths, what are everybody's talents and sort of what can we pull from and make a part of this set? Sort of just what I was saying earlier, you know, we're nine different individuals with very unique backgrounds. How can we capitalize on that? And that's a huge part of our arranging process. Just what can nine, what can the nine of us do and how can we put it into the set? Awesome. Yeah. So let me ask this. So has performing with a, a virtual acapella group, has that impacted or shaped any of your views on, you know, performing or being a member of like a local group at all? Because, you know, for me right now, I'm a member of a, a group I've co-founded, you know, years ago, and they've invited me back due to the pandemic and we we're able to do everything virtually. And it's like opened my eyes on what you're able to um, accomplish, what you're able to streamline the way you just approach music. Has that done anything for you all in your mindsets by being in a virtual group? I think it's just so hard. It's not just the fact that we can't meet, but that we or that we can't meet to sing, but that we can't meet at all. You know, it, it just makes me miss, you know, the in-person interaction and everything of a local group. There's also some personal bias on this one, because as a virtual group, you don't get to perform, quote unquote, unless it's produced. And I'm the person who has to do that. So performing live is a bit a bit lower <laughs> effort on my shoulder specifically. But so you prefer the virtual thing to the live thing? Or? I, I prefer the live for the less effort but i mean i will say that i think it actually sort of lends itself to our musical style a bit because not not only for the fact that we like having layers upon layers of different things going on but like i think jason specifically has a lot of really interesting sonic ideas that are not always possible on an ICCA stage that I think now with the power of production, we can actually make some of those come to be in, in a way that that wasn't possible before. So, mm. yeah. What about you, Jason? You have a preference when it comes to the whole live versus virtual thing? It looks looks like Evan was alluding a little bit to some of your preferences there. <laughs> I mean, I actually would definitely prefer the live just because the live experience is always different. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate the virtual format specifically for what everyone's saying. I always have like, oh, what if this like cool effect was here? like what if we did like like what if we did this? like and that's always just where my brain is and then i bring it up and it's like okay jason let's bring let's come back to real world the things we can do so yeah this is like i was saying like the creativity like the there's no clear thing of what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. so we just kind of get to figure it out and have fun with it like that's that's the good thing just having fun so i feel like you two are the perfect candidates for me to pose this question to i don't think i get to ask a lot of people this question on the air but in terms of produced acapella i'm talking about studio acapella and you're hearing the effects and things like that is there too much is there a such thing as too much production in acapella i'm definitely of the opinion that like whatever sounds good is good you know so like i i, I don't mind if there's crazy stutter editing and like things like that with produced music i'm all for all of it as long as it you know it, it sounds cool in the end i i think my only experience that's like sort of negative with produced acapella has just been and I, I, obviously i won't point out any any specific performances but there are some performances where like you see their live performance and you're like wow like mm -hmm. i love Love the energy i love everything and then you get to the album and like just the energy is lacking yes there's just there's yeah. not that same adrenaline in it and i think we we have to specifically try to avoid falling into that trap i'm like i so agree with that comment on energy i've always felt that there's one thing if there's one thing you can't fake in the studio you can't fake energy at the end of the day so i agree with that what about you jason is there a limit when it comes to what the the vocals should be able to do in the studio that's an interesting question i think i would say that 
I don't really mind what's going on as long as everything is going back to whatever your intent is. And Evan and I talk about this uh, a lot with our arranging company, Allers Arranging. Intent is the number one thing you have to figure out. Like, what are you trying to do with the song or set? And then let's put in the pieces that work towards like that intent. A lot of the times when you listen to some of the to songs, there's things going on, but they don't necessarily make sense together. It's just kind sure, of like, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. But you know, a fully realized piece that like is always going back to the, what the intention is will show the audience will know that you really put the time and effort into it. So I think that's the thing. I don't think there's a limit, but I think you should be very careful of what you put in and, and very intentional about it. Well said, well said by both of you all. So it's interesting that you bring up All Ears Arranging. I, I definitely want to show All Ears Arranging some love. What can you tell our listeners about that because as you mentioned you two also offer these arranging services here so what's it all about yeah so again all ears arranging we're an arranging and masterclassing company so we can do custom arrangements and we also do have stock arrangements we do virtual masterclasses and obviously we'll we'll be doing in-person masterclasses when that's possible again those are our main functions we're we're a very new company with new company prices so so that <laughs> <laughs> means affordable people come on there you go. I like it. And you're you, you all work with groups of all different kind of levels, or is there a particular focus that you're aimed at, or what's what's going on there? Since we're the most familiar with the collegiate scene, I think that's sort of what we're marketing towards, and you know that's what we've been arranging for, and we sort of know how to arrange for. But we're absolutely open to any and all. Great, great listeners, you heard it right there. Come on, you can't beat that. You got to go. Go give them a try here, man. They just said it themselves. They're affordable. So last thing before we go to another commercial break. So outside of competition, what other plans do you all have for the future of Novum? I think we we haven't even really looked past the set too much. There's a very serious question that I'm interested to see the answer to from our members of, was Novum just an open thing or do we want to keep it going? Because I fully understand that having another virtual group upon a lot of people having another group from their actual college or whatever is a commitment. But I would love if these members stick around to put out more virtual content. We already have uh, one song in the works and I would love to, you know, highlight each of our singers. And as we've talked about, I think you'll find there's a lot of variety there and how they're showcased and their, their comfort zones. And I think it'll all be really interesting to, to hear. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Novum and can't wait to see that the open video. So I'm, I'm extremely excited. And with that, we're going to take another quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we have our very fun and very exciting rapid fire round of questions coming up with both Evan and Jason right here on Talkapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community supported organization and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org. Check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And thanks for tuning back into the show. I've been speaking with Evan Belcher and Jason Neesmith from Novum. We've been having a lot of fun tonight just learning about their group, Novum Virtual Acapella Group, who's getting ready to compete in the open and just really picking their brains on their past acapella experience, their preference with acapella and music in general, and then also just a little bit of diversity in their membership with their group. So it's been a really engaging conversation that I've really enjoyed. And now we were going to transition to one of my favorite parts of the show, and that is rapid fire questions. We get to hopefully 
catch our guests off guard and learn just a little bit more about them. Maybe some things outside of music that our listeners might be surprised to learn. So Evan and Jason, are you all ready for rapid fire? Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the enthusiasm I like. Here we go. It's a little bit nervous, but it's also excited. All right, here we go. Question one, what's your favorite non-acapella activity? Um, (laughs) A rapid rapid fire, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to be. I'm going to say reading. Cool. I, I, I play video games. I especially like playing League of Legends. Awesome. All right. What's one thing you're excited for in 2021? New opportunities. I would love to get in a room with a couple of people. A couple of friends sometime in 2021. I hear you. All right. You're a competitor on Jeopardy. What's the one category you feel confident that you could sweep? Anime. I Honestly, I think math. Whenever it pops up, I feel pretty comfortable. <laughs> Not, I would do terrible at that round, but anime, I'd be a little decent. Interesting. Next question. What's the last new thing you learned? Ooh, this is not a good sign. Okay, okay. Rapid. I'm not thinking of anything. So not so rapid fire. Okay. okay. I actually do have something. The last thing I do remember learning is that hibernation is not like animals going to sleep for six months. Mm-hmm. They like just are in their cave and then they kind of walk around. They aren't asleep. Hey, look at that. I just learned something new. Literally. They're not teaching us what they're supposed to be teaching us. <laughs> Any, anything to add from that, Evan? No, or that's actually you... my answer too. Okay. Perfect. Right. What is your favorite movie? Oh, man. I'm going to say, just because it was my first thought, Forrest Gump. Uh, yeah. Good movie. I, I think for me, it's Get Out. I think I've seen it like four times. Nice. That's a good one. All right. What is your favorite dessert? Mm. Ooh, cheesecake. Cheesecake. Yep. 100%. All right. All right. Probably the most controversial question we ask on Rapid Fire. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs, 100%. If I have to pick, I, I would pick dogs. Okay, two dogs. All right, I like it. What's an important life lesson for someone to learn? Mm. I think for me, it's just an extension of my philosophy of music. It's like, if it works for you and it's like not hurting anyone, it works. So like, don't feel pressure to, to do things a certain way. Yeah, I think mine's kind of related. I would just say, stop caring what other people think about you and just do you. Good advice all around. I like it. All right. What's the best performance you've ever seen? Oh, okay. That's kind of easy. Well, there's a few, but I'm going to say <laughs> that the best so far is Beyonce's Coachella performance. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely strong, best strong. for me for right now. Honestly, I think Pitch Labs, the Berkeley Acapella Group, I think their performance... Well, any of them, but specifically Deja Vu, top tier. Oh, wait, it was supposed to be acapella? Oh, no, no, no. No, it didn't have to. No, any any performance. No. <laughs> oh, okay, bet. I was like. I like the, the variance there also. All right, final question. What did you dream of being as a kid? I know. Got to get a little sentimental here. <laughs> the thing I laughed on to the longest was architect. Really? Yeah. I would say, I think I've always really wanted to do music, but I've just gone back and forth of whether I should actually go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Going for it, by the way. But I think one of the other ones was astronaut. I've always wanted to be an astronaut. Just love space awesome well i like it great answers thank you both so much uh that wasn't too painful you know that was pretty yeah, good. That was good well thank you so much for those answers i enjoyed it we always like to wrap up the show with our advice section we always like to ask our guests to offer our listeners something that they can walk away with something to keep top of mind something that might have been from our discussion tonight something that might have been on your mind in the past whatever comes to mind for you all so we pose that question to both you evan and jason if you could offer our listeners some advice, what would you say? I've been thinking about this since you you gave us a little warning. I think, and we've alluded to this a couple of times, but I think it's really important to spend some quality time when you're you're like trying to make a, a set 
for like ICCA or anything like that, just picking songs and going through that process. I, I said earlier that Making Some Noise, we, we start our ICCA prep the summer before. That's about two to probably three months of just picking songs. And yeah, and, and Novum has been pretty much the same. Just because I think it, it gets a little bit underestimated. I, I think there are a lot of pitfalls you can fall into. And, you know, we, we, we've talked about this a bunch with All Ears Arranging. But I think just taking the time to find the, the sort of knockout songs, because I, I, I mean, there, there have been times when I've heard acapella groups and I'm like, y'all are a good group and you'd sound so much better with a, like a really good song. Just don't settle with song selection at all. Yeah, that's good advice. I would definitely add on to that and I'd say don't rush the process. Kind of just take things like what we sort of were saying earlier, bit by bit. There's going to be deadlines. So, you know, we get having to be on time for those, but you're going to benefit more from just going with it, going with the feeling and going with the flow. I think we've suffered in the past from sort of kind of giving up and just kind of going with what we wanted to go with for the sake of time. And it always it always comes back to Vitus. It always does. So yeah, just take your time. And another piece of advice, try your hardest to enjoy the process. Like I know that's like hard to do when you're thinking about all the technicalities and everything that goes with it, but you just got to enjoy the process, enjoy the feeling of creating. And the end product will be something that you love and something that the audience loves too, because you put your heart into it. Yeah. And if I could just add something on the, the point of enjoying the process, arrangers, something that makes the arranging process for especially sets way more fun is if it's a group project. Yeah. I, I started Mason Some Noise being the arranger, and then Jason came in and others came in. And by my senior year, it was like, a, oh, it's it's like an arranging night. Six of us are going to sit in a room and just like throw out ideas. It's so much more fun. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think I would not call myself an arranger, but one of the very few pieces I did arrange for my group, I did it with one of the other members of my group. And till this day, it's one of my most memorable experiences from my time in acapella is just being with my members and, you know, working on music together. Together, so I echo that. But thank you guys so much. Great advice. There were so many gems in that. And I know our listeners really appreciated it. If our listeners wanted to learn more about Novum, learn more about Allers Arranging, learn more about you all, where could they go? So we have social media. We are Novum Acapella on Instagram and Facebook or allersarranging.com slash Novum. Let's see. We also have a lot of individual members who are doing things that we can highlight. So Jason puts out original music under the name Neesmith, so N-E-S-M-I-T-H. We also have another member who does solo music, Taisha Estrada. We have one of our members is actually a professional photographer, so Ian Schiff as a fantastic photographer. Yeah, I think... I think those are, that's about everything I want to highlight. And you can find all their ads under our Instagram, Novum Official, or Novum Acapella. Our Instagram, All Ears Arranging, is also another one. Mm -hmm. There it is. Go check those accounts out and be sure to follow their individual members as well. I saw some of the work that they're doing and it's it's stellar. It's great. So be sure to check that out. And on that note, we also want to make sure that you go follow Talkapella on Twitter. We have a Twitter account at Talkapella2Ps2Ls, as well as you can check out our website at Talkapella.org to listen to previous episodes. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex, Brian with an I, and go give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the wonderful platform through which we stream through. That's going to wrap up tonight's show. We want to thank Evan and Jason so much for coming on to the show tonight and speaking to us about their past experiences of speaking with us about Novum and as well as all the other projects they're involved with. You guys have been incredible guests and we thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brian. Not a problem. And that's going to wrap it up for tonight. For everything else, stay tuned.